Hello, this is David Dickens, and this is our first podcast of 2024, aptly named Making Your 2024 Count. And so what we're going to do is uh, go through five different things that I think are super important that you can take care of in the month of January to get your 2024 on the right track, and frankly, your retirement plan and your financial future on the right track as well. Uh, Hopefully you get some good ideas and have a little fun out of this. I'll go get Walter and we'll get started. Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Welcome to another edition of Cover Your Assets KC. Walter here with David Dickens over in Overland Park, uh, where the business is located, but from wherever you are, we welcome you to the show and hope you had a great new year and enjoyed the holidays. And David, happy 2024 to you. How are you? Uh, thank you, Walter. Same to you. I'm doing just great, except for this massive head cold that I picked up somewhere over the holidays, and I'm looking forward to it making an early exit in 2024. Nice. Yeah, it's no fun to start the new year off sick, right? Nah, not so much. Now, I seem to remember from our last podcast, you had massive travels, mm-hmm. uh, including almost both coasts. Uh, for your holidays. So how was all that? It was good. We In the month of December, I logged more than 10,000 miles in the <laughs> air and on the ground. So oh, man. It was quite the uh, whirlwind of uh, a couple of different trips throughout the winter so far. But we're going to pump the brakes a little bit and uh, not do anything quite that crazy uh, to start out 2024 until April. Here's a little little nugget of news. I'll be going to Vietnam in April. No way. Two weeks. Yes. So big trip. It's been in the works for several years. Uh, it was supposed to happen back in 2020, but then we know it happened in 2020 that derailed that. So finally, the uh, the timing is right again to make that happen. So Well, that'll be pretty cool. You know, when I was a young man, a little younger than you, going to Vietnam had an entirely different context. It did. I, w- I would imagine so. I would imagine that was a little bit uh, uh, less like a cheery news when somebody would have said that back then. You're absolutely right. Yeah, uh, but no, my my wife, uh, her her parents are uh, from Vietnam and uh, they're Vietnamese and uh, from Vietnam. So we've been trying to get a trip uh, back there for her first time to visit the country while her dad is still spry enough to sort of be our tour guide and lead the way and kind oh, of you know just awesome. introduce us to the. To the country, so it's all coming together, and her sisters are going to join in on the trip too. So, be kind of a little family group over there, and I'm glad we're going to be able to get to do it this year. So. That's terrific. You said yeah. that's April. That'll be coming that's up May. In, near, near the end of April, early May. So, all right. So, you're going to give me a couple of weeks off from podcasting, is what you're saying? You got it. Or, or we'll have to lo- load up a few in the front end, <laughs> or I have to figure out a way to do it from over there. But oh no, that would be pretty cool. That 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 does sound slightly difficult to try and pull off, though. We'll find a solution. <laughs> there you go. We'll find a way to do it. I did host a podcast while walking down the beach one time. That was a very different uh, different mm. experience. So it could be done. Uh, we'll, we'll see what the <laughs> SIM card situation is. <laughs> Try and make it happen. Well, uh, so yes, we are back and in, in the saddle and ready for a great 2024, both here on the podcast and hopefully you are looking to make some big moves in your finances this year, or even if they're little moves that make a big difference. Uh, we hope to highlight some of those things, not only on today's show, but in all the episodes of this year. So David, you mentioned it, the things to make 2024 count from a financial perspective is our topic of conversation today. You've got five tips for folks to, and these are actionable items in January. We can go ahead and knock these things out here to start the year. They are. In fact, if you wait till February, you're going to be behind. 
Well, that's good to know. So we have some motivation. We have some urgency that we can take advantage of here. <laughs> I love well, a little urgency. Take us down the list. What's, uh, what do we need to have on our, our top of mind here these first few weeks of the year? Well, the very most important thing to me every January, and if you've listened to the last three, maybe even four January podcasts, you know what I'm getting ready to say. But it's time to calculate your financial net worth. And I always do that, you know, first, and I, I really do it on the first of January, but second or third, it's a time to, to identify where you are, because if you don't know where you are, it's really hard to know where you're going and how you're going to get there. So I'm not going to take this audience through doing a uh, financial net worth calculation because you can easily go back to last year's or the year before when I actually break it out in a little detail. But all it's going to tell you is something really important, which is bottom line, what is your, how much are you financially worth after taking into account all of your assets that you have, house, car, 401ks, bank accounts, etc. Minus all the money that you owe to people, your, your mortgage, your auto loan, hopefully no credit card debt, but all the money you owe, subtract that from the assets. And well, that tells you what your net worth is. And the, the, the goal is to have that grow each year from your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, maybe into your 70s and 80s, depending on how well you've saved for yourself. But to chart that I do it once a year. You could do it more often. I'd encourage you to not do it less often. But just to make sure that you know where you are from last year. Did you step in any big financial holes? Did you hit a couple of doubles and maybe a triple? Sorry about the sports analogies. But it's just a scorecard to make sure that you know what kind of progress you are making toward your financial goals. So calculate that financial net worth. If you haven't already done it, I hope you do it. Uh, by the time this week is over. I believe it was our part two of our financial resolutions episode uh, back in 2021. Uh, So this would have been January of 21. We covered that net worth statement in detail that day, I believe. So if you want to go learn a little bit more about what what goes into making that net worth statement, go check that episode out. We'll link to it in the description of today's show so you can find it there. And uh, David, you you know you inspired me a couple of years ago when we had this conversation about creating that net worth statement. And I went back, and although I hadn't been doing it, I went all the way back to 2011 and backdated wow. the. I found you know got all the statements from everything and was able to kind of backdate all the way back to the beginning of that decade of um, you know what the net worth was and then watch how it changes over the course of the year. So you'll be very proud of me. I was up at six a.m. on New Year's Day. Because I'm, yes. I'm weird like that. And, uh, and I had my net worth statement done, you know, uh, within an hour or two. Had every, you know, because I like doing it on the day now because especially all the markets are closed. So all the numbers are exactly right. You don't have to pull statements later. So it was very efficient to, to make it happen this year. So. And doing it the second and third and fourth time is so simple. Sometimes uh, the first time can be a little tricky as you're getting it set up. Yep. I have an Excel spreadsheet that I, that I refresh every year. Keep the old ones. Yep. Archive those. And then um, and all we're doing is filling in some new numbers and maybe adding a category or hopefully subtracting a debt category. But once you get it going, it's pretty darn simple exercise. But then to be able to look back and see your own path, it's it can be really empowering. Even if you took a, a step back in a particular year, you'll probably be very obvious as to why that happened. And most years, you're going to find yourself moving forward. So that's all empowering. I think more information, the better. That's the way my brain works. 
It's the way most of the people I know their brain works. So more information tends to be better. And when you calculate it yourself, you totally get all the ingredients. That's a great point. You talk about noticing trends. I noticed a very clear trend looking back. Every year that we've bought a home is a, is kind of an odd year from the calculation standpoint, just because of everything that goes into moving and then the house math changing and that sort of thing. So, you know, I, I know to kind of not throw those years out, but to take them with a grain of salt because of how that kind of, you know, messes with the numbers a little bit with, with the, you know, home purchase years and then non-home purchase years, you know, follow different trends and just really neat to look back and uh, and see the ups and the downs, not only of the whole number, but individual accounts too. What, what's consistently been added? What years did you take on more debt and what years did you improve that debt i color code everything so you can see the, the trends and all that good stuff oh so, man now you are an a plus student <laughs> yep I'm, I'm i'm trying to get uh, brownie points here with the teacher david Dickens, folks, so <laughs> I, I think it's i think it's working out i'm gonna get an a on today's uh, on today's quiz all right so net worth statement we knew that was going to be in your list if we've been listening to your podcast for the last couple of years david but we got four more items that we can do in january to help our financial situation so what's next well, the next one is, I'm going to just call it get the match from your company 401k. Now, hopefully your company has a 401k, and hopefully the employer offers a match. In other words, maybe the first 3% that you put in, well, they put in another 3%, which is a 100% increase on the money you put in. So that's pretty cool. A lot of employers then, you know, for the next 1% or 2 or 3%, well, they'll match maybe 50% of that. So... Here's why that's so super important. So the the match, one thing I want to say kind of right up front is the match is not your maximum. The match is, is gravy on top of what you are saving. And over the years on these podcasts, I've encouraged people to save a, a minimum. A starting point for you is to save 10% of your earnings. And the other thing we want to do is just make sure we start that early. So I get it. You might have, uh, you might say, well, Dave, I, I have a 401k at work, but I can't ma- max it out because I have student loan debt. Or uh, hopefully you don't, but maybe you have some credit card debt or other things. Okay, but you, you have to at least get the match because that's free money. And if you don't put money in to get the match, well, you're leaving a lot of free money on the table. And then it's perfectly fine to work on your student loan debt or other things once you get at least the match. So I did a real quick calculation. Most listeners would know that if I'm going to calculate something, I go to bankrate.com. So hour ago, I went to bankrate.com and looked at, for someone who starts at age 55, a bunch of stuff happened in their life. They never got started saving for retirement. But now they're going to put in $580 a month. Why? Well, because that's approximately seven grand a year. And that's the most you can put into your IRA this year. 401ks, you can put in a lot more. If you're um, 55, well, you could put 30 grand into your 401k. But I'm just going to say seven grand a year. It earns 8% a year. And if you're 55 and you're retiring at 65, well, that's going to end up being a little over $104,000 that you'll have when you retire. You're likely going to want more than that. But if you're not starting till you're 55, something unusual has happened in your life. 104 grand. If you start 10 years earlier at age 45, you don't have 104 grand, you have 330 grand. If you start at age 35, so 30 years to retirement, that 580 bucks a month grows to $817,000. 
And if you start at age 30, so that's 35 years to retirement, 580 bucks a month, average 8% return. Uh, that's a million two. That's a million two forty-two. So is that enough for your retirement? I don't know. I don't know how you live. I don't know how much your Social Security is going to be. I don't know if you're also getting maybe a little pension from your, from your company or if you're going to get a big inheritance. What I do know is that if you systematically save for your own retirement, you're going to have a lot more for yourself than if you don't. And the earlier you start, the better. So again, make sure you're at least getting the match in your early years. Hopefully you can max out that 401k in your later years. Again, once you get the, the extra amount for being over 50, that's 30 grand a year you can put away in your 401k. So the numbers can get fairly large. You have to start sometime and somewhere. I'd encourage you to start at 10% of what you earn and as early as you can. Very Get the good. match. Helpful. Uh, the first two items on our list for 2024, get that 401k match. Calculate your financial net worth as well so you see where you stand. What's next on the list, David? Well, this one's, is always on my list, and it, it kind of is a balancing act between the 401k, but it's build an emergency savings account. And most people would recognize that as approximately six months of living expenses. What if I lose my job? What if I have some car emergency or air conditioner emergency at my home or et cetera, and you don't want to have to, what you're trying to avoid is pulling money out of your 401k and not only paying the taxes, but paying a 10% penalty if you do that before age 59 and a half. Now, I've had people sitting in my office and say, well, I don't feel good about having that money sitting in a money market account, well, especially a couple of years ago when that was earning zero, but now it's probably earning four and a half or so percent. I've had clients that say, hey, Dave, is it okay if I just use my home equity line of credit, my HELOC? That's money I've effectively saved. It just happens to be in home equity instead of a bank account. And for a whole lot of people, I'm totally good with that. You may find an advisor who's not, but I think that's a, that's a fine pocket of money if you had an emergency where you could go and get it fast. I have had other clients, me included, earlier in my career, where I said to myself, well, I have a severance package and I have a bunch of accrued vacation they're going to pay me out if the company has a problem or if they don't want me anymore. So there are a lot of different ways to build an emergency savings account. What you want to know is that under, under very short time frame circumstances, you could put your hands on six months of living expenses without paying taxes and penalties by taking money out of your 401k early. Makes a lot of sense. And I know that, that, that building the emergency savings account is only half the goal, right? Not robbing it is the other half of the, <laughs> of the challenge. <laughs> right. But if you do have to rob it, you'd sure rather rob that than something else. Then some, something that comes with a penalty. So that's a great point. Um, yeah. You know, that's a whether you're so you get uh, number two is get the match. Then maybe number three is build emergency savings. In addition to maybe you still have student loan debt. So there's a decent amount of juggling, especially early on in your financial life. But it's getting that juggling right uh, that will help you get to where you want to be when you're 55 and 60 and 65 and 70. 
great points all around on that one. I know that that's usually my problem is I, I dip into that emergency savings account for non-emergencies and then <laughs> have to go back to part one of building it back up again. So that that's that's one area of the, the net worth statement that looks a little rough, David. <laughs> that's the embarrassing line to look at, at least in my standpoint. Oh, it's doing good, doing good. Nope, it's back to zero. Let's try again. <laughs> all right, what's number four on our list out of five things to make 2024 count? Well, number four is probably not an issue if you've been listening to you and me for the last three or four years, but it's eliminate any credit card debt that you have. So I've often referred to that as, you know, that's rust on your car or termites in your house. Uh, You do not want to have credit card debt. Um, So I take a lot of things that Dave Ramsey says with a grain of salt, but one thing he does a really good job of is driving home to people that you can't afford to have consumer debt. And one of his ways to get out of that is you take, you know, you line up all your different types of debt and you pay one off, usually the highest interest rate, really hard until it's gone. And then use all that extra cash flow to pay off the next debt. And then once it's gone, take all that additional cash flow to pay off the next debt. What it does is give you a feeling of empowerment to see that the these consumer debts are going away such that a healthy balance sheet at your home might be um, on the on the liability side. Maybe you just have a home mortgage. Maybe you have an automobile loan with a vehicle you feel good about the price you paid for it and the length of time you're going to hold it. But what you have to do is eliminate credit card debt at all costs. So that's number four. You know what? That could have been number two. It is a bad thing in your financial life. And I'd strongly encourage you don't let that creep in to your financial life. If you can never incur it, that's fantastic. If you do have to incur it, get rid of it as soon as you can. Easy uh, easy to say, hard to do, but very <laughs> beneficial for those who do it, right? No one's ever regretted paying that debt off and, and exactly. getting it Especially off the ledger. High interest rate credit card debt. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, fifth thing to make 2024 count. What completes the list here to uh, actionable items to do in January? Well, the last one is probably the easiest and maybe the hardest thing to do, depending on where you work, is I'm going to call it um, engaging in some sort of autopilot system where the money you're saving for retirement never even comes into your checking account. It goes directly to your 401k or you say, well, Dave, I don't, my company doesn't have a 401k. What do I do? Well, you can have an IRA custodian, Fidelity, Schwab, uh, Vanguard. They'll come and get money out of your checking account every month such that, you know, you don't have to write a check. I liken it to my pledge at church for years. I would take a check (laughs) to church and drop it in the offering plate. But there might have been 15 or 20 weeks where for one reason or another, I didn't show up at church. And then December rolls around and you've made a pledge and you have a big check to write. Uh, So extending that analogy to your retirement savings, what you don't wanna do is get to the end of the year and figure, oh my gosh, I haven't put any money into my IRA. Where am I gonna come up with seven grand? Well, if you do it all along the way, 580 bucks a month, it becomes 
um, really, really manageable. And you don't really miss the money when you invest it in small chunks. It just doesn't seem like an effort, but it gets you to your financial goals. Um, another really important thing is you're engaging autopilot. Let's say that you did a pretty good job last year and your boss gave you a raise. I'd encourage you to give yourself a raise with how much you are putting into that 401k, into your IRA, or into other retirement savings. Don't take that raise and spend it all. Engage in an autopilot strategy where more money's coming out of your checking account because more money's coming in because of your raise. If you don't see it, you don't feel bad about not being able to spend it. So set up an autopilot strategy that works for you, your spouse, your household, whatever your situation is, but don't wait until the end of the year to make those big contributions to your retirement plans because a lot of times the money's not sitting there waiting and you just might miss a year or two or three. Great point. Put it on autopilot, forget about it, and uh, just watch it work for you. And yeah, when you get those bonus, I would say in addition to raises, bonuses too, right? Maybe think about continuing to set aside money that comes in for many bonuses that you get while working into your retirement funds. Don't just take a break from you know that income and not letting it go into those retirement accounts either. And, and if you can, put the whole thing in there, right? Yeah, it's not like your it's not like money you don't get to spend. You're just saving it to spend later. Frankly, when you have more time because you're not spending all your time working. So, uh, yeah, feathering your nest for future years feels kind of like sometimes can feel like a task early on. But once you get into your 40s and 50s, you're going to be really glad that you saved that money early because it's going to help you get to your financial goals maybe just a little bit earlier at what at at that point maybe work becomes optional for you because you've been such a good saver and a good investor it's a great point I, you know as someone who is still uh, years away from uh, really having to think about retirement seriously i i do try to take the temperature of my attitude toward working and retirement and try to predict how i'm going to feel when i'm you know in my 60s Am I going to be the kind of person that wants to keep working for a while? Am I, you know, am I on track for a a sixty five or sixty seven year old retirement? Would I be really motivated if I could retire at sixty two instead of uh, you know having to wait three to five extra years? Um, and shoot, by the time I get there, retirement age might be in the seventies, <laughs> right? So. <laughs> And, Who I, knows? And, I, and I do that math in my head to say, well, what – and at least now, that sounds like a big difference to me, retiring at 62 versus five years later or more. And so that's one of my motivators to save is to say, all right, I, I'm, I'm maybe not going to enjoy some of this income today, but, man, I'm going to feel really good if I get to 62. And by putting these extra dollars away, it allows me to retire then versus having to wait another five years. I'd be really glad I, I, that, I, that I did that. And Absolutely. Retiring early has its charms, but you also typically lose your health insurance and you're not ready for Medicare yet. So there are, it's kind of expensive to retire early. A lot of people, my, my still working clients, we talk a lot about making work optional. Because if you know you don't have to go in every day, well, it makes it a lot more fun to go in every day. So setting yourself up, setting your financial goals to make a career, to make work optional. Maybe when you're 
55 or 60 or 65 or whatever your personal situation looks like, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to stop working at 60, but you could if you wanted to, if your spouse needed you to, or, you know, whatever your situation might look like then. But it's really nice and really empowering to have that flexibility. I like work optional. Definitely a great way to paint that picture. Maybe it's not even uh, not wanting to work, but just wanting to work less hours. You know, maybe you just, hey, I'd, I'd like to peel away a little bit over the course of a few years and go part time instead of fully retired, but want to get a little bit more of that time on my hands. That could be an option for folks. Or I want to go and tackle a new career or a new challenge or something I always wanted to do, but, you know, I didn't have the, I, I needed to make more money versus pursuing this passion. Well, now that I work as optional, I'm not so so worried about making a living off of X, Y, and Z activity, but I can now pursue that. And, and that's the kind of work that I want to do for my last five years of working or whatever it may be. So it's interesting how that has morphed over the last several years. Uh, that definition of retirement definitely has more meanings to it now. And gosh, I can't even picture what it's going to be like in another 15, 20, 30 years from now. Yeah, well, it won't look like it does today, and that's the one thing I know for sure. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. Shoot, well, uh, give it a couple more years, we may all be retired, David, and AI just does everything for us, right? <laughs> yeah, well, let's be careful what we wish for on that one. <laughs> no, I, did, I didn't say I was wishing for it, just to say it, who, who knows what it'll look like, that's for yeah. sure. Well, at least for now, uh, you need somebody to help you get ready for retirement. That could be David Dickens and the great team at Cover Your Assets KC. And uh, certainly, I think the KC Financial Advisor team um, has been helping people do this in January, year in and year out, taking these five different actionable items, helping people execute them, making sure that you're well prepared, not only for this year ahead, but for all the future years as well. And if you need some help putting together that net worth statement, putting together your overall financial and retirement plan, uh, look no further. David can certainly help you with that. Here's a couple ways to get in touch to set up an initial complimentary consultation. 913-317-1414. Or maybe you just have a simple question on your mind that you'd like to ask. You can also go online to coveryourassetskc.com. And all that contact info is in the description of today's show. Well, David, thank you for getting a great start to 2024 for us today. Really appreciate your guidance, and we'll look forward to another conversation in a few weeks. Can't wait, Walter. All right, same here. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time right back here on Cover Your Assets, KC. Advisory services offered through Creative One Wealth, LLC, an investment advisor. KC Financial Advisors and Creative One Wealth, LLC, are not affiliated. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. The information and opinions contained in this program have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. They are given for informational purposes only and are not a solicitation to buy or sell any of the products mentioned. The information is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. This material has been provided by a licensed insurance professional for informational and educational purposes only and is not endorsed or affiliated with the Social Security Administration or any government agency. It is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for accounting, legal, tax, or investment advice.